You're listening to the Sound Girls podcast with Susan and Willa here from the Austin Sound Girls chapter. This episode features an interview with Noelle Skaggs, co-lead vocalist of alt-pop band Fits and the Tantrums. Earlier this year, she founded Diversify the Stage, an organization dedicated to addressing diversity and promoting access to a unified database for industry professionals. Oh, and by the way, Noelle, it's really great to meet you. Sorry. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Harry suggested that we focus on your Diversify the Stage. And so that is what we have our questions and stuff for. Um, but if there's anything else that you want to lead with or talk to us about, we are, we're cool. Because uh, I don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes, but we we really just go with whatever our guests yeah talk about. yeah i mean we should definitely talk about diversify the stage i mean primarily when i i should well i'll ask you this after but you know we're doing the music forward program in partnership with sound girls mm-hmm. music forward she is the music and women in music and it actually kicks off on tuesday the 27th which is tomorrow um <laughs> so tomorrow. we have our kickoff for touring week which will be the general courses and we have some really incredible speakers on that panel. Uh, Nicole Aaron Massey is on that mm-hmm. panel, as, where, as well as a woman named uh, Tadia Taylor, who is an events um, producer for festivals. Uh, we have Salim Akram, who is Billie Eilish's monitor engineer. I love Salim. He's um, so sweet. Yeah, he's, he's really, really cool. And I love the mm-hmm. fact that he has the artist background as well, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to have him on the uh, the panel discussion of Ina Jacobs as well, who is in tour accounting. Uh, then we have Marguerite Nguyen on October 28th, along with Chris uh, Kirsten Dean, who is another masterful audio engineer um, who works with Eight Day Sound. She's been with Eight Day, now Claire Global for 12 years now. Um, and then the final day for the general week is Henry Bordeaux and a woman named Pam Matthews, who is the executive director for the IEBA, which is the International uh, Buyers Association, uh, who is now a new partner for Diversify the Stage and, and uh, giving us some sponsorship for young people that may end up in internships that do not pay, um, but we're able to help them, you know, through the program with the IEBA's financing. So we're looking at that kind of stuff. That's yeah, awesome. super cool. Um, our master classes are every Friday, starting this Friday, the 30th through the 18th of December. And I got to meet the, there's, we basically chose 25 young women of color to participate in the program. And uh, they're ages 18 to 24. And I got a chance to meet them two days ago on a, on a zoom call. And it was really amazing to see their faces in person, you know, cause yeah. we have been going through the applications and choosing. And I mean, we had some really amazing women that, you know, applied for it. You know, Carrie can attest to this. She, she got a chance to like look through and help pick. But, you know, we really came down to, you know, we're focusing on life careers. We want to make sure that we're getting young people in that have expressed this interest, but then also wanting to give young people who are still kind of searching the opportunity to really benefit from the career 
you know, introductions portion, which is really what this is, you know, when we're, we're talking about diversify the stage on the element of, of bringing in young people, it's really identifying and then introducing because this ecosystem is so large with career choices, you know, you could be a guitarist and you don't have to be in the band. You can mm-hmm. be a Claire Murphy guitar tech, killing it and traveling and working with all your favorite artists, right? You can be a drum tech. You can, you know, if you're a, a studio, uh, you know, engineer, you can kind of start getting into training for monitor engineering or front of house engineering, whatever you want to do. So it's really, you know, giving these young people the introduction to all of these career options based upon their, you know, their talents. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I love that you're a, a performing yeah. artist who sees like our side of it because I feel like so often um, a lot of the artists that you know we work with they don't know what's going on behind the curtain so I love hearing that your organization and you're trying to open that up for people because that's a huge part of what Sound Girls does is like hey no we we do other stuff like yeah you you play guitar and that's awesome but like there's a whole industry behind that uh, technically that we can do and yeah. that you can learn. So I love hearing Well, it's a learning so thing for me too, right? I mean, as an artist, I have to admit that I'm not that connected a lot of the times to what's going on behind the scenes. One, because our schedule, you know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. there when you guys start and I'm not there when you finish. I have an idea of how long you know what I'm saying? I see your 12 hour days, if not more, depending on what time you got to be up, you know, and I feel bad anytime we have to have the crew up at 5 a.m. to, you know, load in and, and do that whole thing, you know, but I'm, I'm as connected as far as the people are concerned and getting to know people on a people level, but I don't always know what it is you're doing on stage, you know, like I don't have a clear view of your day to day, but I do respect it. And I know how much work is put into it. I mean, my band, we don't have a massive team, you know, uh, we're not employing thousands of people or, or anything like that, but the crew that we have is, is special to us. You know, it's really special to us. So, you know, it's just doing this work. I had also had to kind of identify the role as, as the artists and making sure that we are really putting forth our best effort and making sure that we have diverse teams, you know, um, with fits and the tantrums, we've always hired women. We've never really quite thought about, um, the lack of cultural diversity that we do have on our, on our team. We do recognize that. And we're trying to really, uh, put our best foot forward and changing that in areas where we're not bringing in the staff, like we're, you know, our tour managers are, is being very clear about my vision and my hope, you know, and making sure that we have a diverse crew of individuals that are working on those stages, you know, and that we're giving opportunities for minority businesses that, you know, are just as qualified to go in and, and be a part of that setup. Um, you know, this yeah. is a really long road ahead. You know, obviously there are, you know, there are companies like Claire Global that are really looking to expand and, and really doing more outreach and wanting to make sure that they also have diverse crews because when they're supplying, you know, teams, you know, for any of, of their partners, they want to, you know, be able to 
say that we have a truly diverse, you know, collective of, of professionals and you're getting, you know, yeah. you're getting that. It's not going to happen by yeah. chance. Like we, we are having to take these intentional yeah. steps to, to ensure that, to ensure yeah. that it's more diverse. What I love about it now though, it seems like people are really open to having the conversation about it. And, you know, I've had a lot of companies coming to me like, Hey, you know, I read your article. I love this. I didn't know anybody else. We've been trying to do this and we've been failing at it. We could really use your insights and your help, you know, and me, you know, trying to do my best and, and seeing how I can operate and help them navigate the territory. And I mean, one of, you know, the main things for me is, are you doing outreach to, you know, your community colleges and your locals? Because those are nine times out of 10 going to be the most diverse spaces you'll be able to do outreach in. And these are kids that are already, yeah. you know, they're in their freshman year, you know, community college, you can study anything under the sun. You know what I mean? You're a lot more open mm -hmm. versus if you were paying a tuition, you know, massively, you have to pick, you got to really pick what your major and what your goals are going to look like, where I feel like you have a little bit, you know, I went to community college, I dropped out of, of a major college on a scholarship, and went back home, and I ended up studying at Peace, uh, Pasadena City College, which has their own, you know, radio station. So I was able to kind of get some education in audio because you had to do your own shows and be your own engineer and learned how to splice tapes and, and, you know, put my radio <laughs> show and stuff together. That was some, one of the things that I did. I also studied photography for about a year, you know, cause I've always been a visual person. Then popular songwriting. I learned about the music business at that school, you know, yeah, That's I did amazing. a lot there. And granted, it's helped me in my career having those tools under my belt, you know, uh, one being able to kind of market myself and, and have an understanding and a, and a picture for the band when we're getting into video and, you know, how we should navigate towards photographers for certain records and, you know, things like that. So that, that was super helpful. And I feel like that's stuff that artists should know, you know, you should know, yeah. How to deal with your team and, you know, how to, who's there for what purpose. Absolutely. You know? I went to art school myself before I went into audio and everything that you're saying, Noel, is absolutely spot on by having that well-rounded background of everything from the photography to the audio to songwriting to managing your business because you are a business as soon as you step out into the world you have to kind of look at it that way yeah. it does nothing but help you even if that's like not like your ultimate career goal you know it it, it can't hurt and it always yeah. helps to have something in your back pocket just in case like there's that one time when you might be hurting for some work and somebody needs a photographer or somebody needs yeah. help with songwriting you're able to pull that out and be like hey i have some extra time i can help you know and yeah. it just makes you a well-rounded person and artist in the industry yeah absolutely it's so funny i was watching a friend of mine who's this incredible singer named maya sykes she actually was one of the singers on the very first fits project before i got involved she sang on the uh the ep and uh she's incredible one she's her voice and her range is phenomenal but I watched one of her masters, she did a master class teaching, you know, children about 
setting up your your own studio at home and 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 capturing vocals and and doing that whole thing and she said something that was really um important which was to learn the interfaces the dot interfaces as a singer because it can only help you you know the fact that we have are forced to do our own recordings you know at at this point <laughs> it can only help you when with jobs and expanding that because you have to hustle so having yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, you know, so having that kind of, you know, information and learning it and yeah, you have to get through the learning curve. I personally hate engineering <laughs> for myself. I can get on there and do it, but like it's trying to get the sound and it for me, it's Doing it for hard. yourself is horrible. Well, especially when you're getting, because I also do tracks. So I make my own tracks and, you know, I do that whole thing, but it's like trying to like, I finally got my vocal chain in a place where I feel better about it. So I'm not focused on that, yeah. but it's getting through the other technical stuff. It's like, okay, <laughs> once I got this down, it's like, damn it. Well, how come it's not recording? And then like, mm -hmm. you have to, you're spending 30 minutes only to identify that you didn't change this in your template. You know, like, it's just like this one thing. So the well, mic's really not picking it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then yeah. another really cool thing about that is that you're learning the language. And yeah. that way, when you are going into a studio or walking into a club, you're able to communicate, this is what I want. This is what I need for the sound that I am going for. Yeah. And I kind of like to equate it to going to a mechanic when you know nothing about cars and they're telling yeah. you that there's some like piston Gaston oil thing. And you're yeah. just like, I don't, I don't know what that means, but that sounds yeah. cool, I guess. And then you end up with something that may or may not be the right thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm like, that's generally how I feel when I go to the mechanic anyway. But when it comes to audio, I'm able to say clearly, this is what I'm looking for. I want this sort of sound. And then this yeah. is how I like to get it. And you're able to have a little bit more control and comfort on stage. And yeah. then there's just that, yeah. that bridged gap between engineer and artist. And you're able to collaborate more instead of just butting heads, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I find myself often, you know, I get in my head sometimes too, like, because I can't quite identify what the issue is. And sometimes it'll take a couple songs for me to recognize, oh, it's it's really the low end. And because we, you know, especially right now, we're doing these drive-in shows and there's no PA. So yeah. you're, you're basically performing yeah. in a rehearsal room with no subs at all, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that's so different so from what different. you're used to on stage. Yeah. So I remember like, you know, we just did a show in Chicago and I was, I mean, we had the wind and the cold <laughs> and no PA, no fills. And I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to Rachel. Rachel Adkins is our amazing monitor engineer. Oh, she's such a beast. She's so amazing. Oh, she is. Mm -hmm. Oh, she is such a beast. She's so great. Mm -hmm. But I was, you know, I'm talking to Mike and I'm like, I don't want to tell you to turn up the bass because that's going to totally turn, turn me off. But I can't hear any low end. Like, I can't find my rhythm. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm out here trying to find a vibe. And it's really uh, frustrating, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do something, but I'm like, all I hear is me. Like, it's mm -hmm. just me mm -hmm. and the instruments, but it's like playing as if you were like, the, uh, the only way I can describe it, I, like, I sound like I'm coming out of somebody's car, yeah. you know, like, that's mm -hmm. what it feels like. It doesn't feel like I'm, 
I'm in it, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times with us, you know, as artists like that, it's, it's recognizing that emotion that we feel. And if we're not able to kind of like express that, we can kind of tell you like, Hey, I can't find a vibe at all, you know? And I think there's something about really creating that, that partnership with your, especially your monitor engineer, your inner monitor engineer. And the more they get to know you, they understand the minute I'm like, yo, there's no vibe. She knows exactly how to tweak it so that I can feel, yeah. you know, the, the floor, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's their job yeah. to make you feel comfortable and able to do yeah. your job better. Yeah. Right? So that I love, I love it when you can actually communicate that properly. Like it's so like, especially if you don't know someone and they're like, my vibe isn't right. And you're like, what the what hell? is the vibe? Mm-hmm. What is the vibe? Is that I mean, mean, the vibe often for me, she knows because <laughs> I play tambourine and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's the rhythm yeah. section for me. If I can't really feel the rhythm yeah. section and all I'm getting is like keyboards and like the occasional guitar, I let her throw in my ears when we need. Because I don't like to have guitar in my ears at all. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate guitar. I hate, I don't hate it. As like it's not your favorite. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> like in an acoustic setting. But I don't want to hear that in my ears when I'm, because I'm vibing off yeah. John, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of guitar in our band anyway. So I'm vibing off the drummer the most. And then yeah. the keyboard keeps me in the key that I'm supposed to sing in. You know what I mean? But then we have a lot of tracks too. So if we're dealing with like backing tracks and just like that one saxophone part that I wish could not be there, but it's there. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's not separate from the place that it needs to be separate. So I'm like, why is it always so loud in my ears when it just gets to this one section? Like, can we write it? Like, you know, but it's, she's working with six people you know? Mm-hmm. So it's also trying to keep that in mind. So I, I try not to drive her crazy with my like up, down, up, down, <laughs> up, down, you know, but yeah, no, it's, it's super important. I think, you know, also when we're kind of thinking about teaching young people that dynamic, that understanding that if you are an audio tech, you are the, one of the most important pieces of a show. Mm-hmm. Because if we can't hear ourselves or if we're like dealing with, my, you know, inner issues, it's hard, you know, because it's you're in this place where you need to be out of your body mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. performing. Yeah. And you, it needs to be no guesswork. And that's not always going to happen. But when it does, it's freaking incredible, you know, and I'm and I'm sure you feel it as audio text you know what I'm saying you know there's nothing like it there's nothing like it right yeah when when my artist feels comfortable on stage it's just so gratifying and like you're just seeing them really enjoying themselves and all into their performance and they're really focused on what they're doing and I'm like at front of house or off stage mixing their monitors and it's just like yes look at them go they're doing it and they feel comfortable and they're not glaring or looking (laughs) at me this is great yeah yeah (laughs) I know like it lets they're you be in the moment, on right? Like, and they're focusing on their connection with the yeah. audience. And that that is the greatest honor that I have as an audio tech. I love to give yeah. that to my artist. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool, man. I, I know how it feels as the artist when you have that, that moment and you're like, you know, I'm like, Rachel, it was amazing. 
<laughs> and then there's times where I'm like, dude, I didn't even know what to tell you. I just gave up, you know, because mm-hmm. that happens too. It's like, I, I, I couldn't communicate it anymore. And I didn't want you to tweak it so much that we end up with a, you know, a saved shit show the next day. And, uh, let's not go there. Like, let's just delete everything that happened today and, mm-hmm. and, and clean start slate. off clean slate, mm-hmm. you know? That happens sometimes too, but yeah, I think it's the idea of, of teaching young people. That's a big part of that is, is the communication, mm-hmm. uh, knowing how to ask the right questions to get the right answer. Cause mm-hmm. you know, as much as I want to say, sometimes I know exactly what it is I'm looking for. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, yeah, it's a, it's like a job of an yeah. interpreter. You yeah. know, trying to figure out what that means to you versus what it means, like, technically. Yeah. Forward and, yeah. 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 Uh, tell us, I, I was reading about the Never Famous mm-hmm. website. Yeah. So that is a, a new database, right? You guys haven't watched no, it yet? No, so have basically you? it's an employment portal. So it'll have a, it has a database mm-hmm. attached to it. But the, the whole purpose of this is it's kind of like a LinkedIn for, you know, professionals. And what we're really yeah. looking to do is give it, you know, take out that element of calling your best friend to ask for a recommendation. You can still do that through the referrals process, right? So when you register mm-hmm. to Never Famous as a, a, a professional that's looking for work, you identify your, you know, you have your resume, you identify your nearest airport where you live, if you're willing to travel, if you want to stay local. Oh, and your, your availability, availability dates, right? That, that calendar part is a big is... important mm-hmm. part in there and making sure that you're updating it because when people are looking for, you know, to, to fill spots on their crews and their teams or, you know, a one-off or whatever it is, they need to be able to punch in that data and have the appropriate people come up. Like what we don't want to get into is, is, uh, you know, having a bunch of people that, that pop up and you find out that they're not available and you're like, well, this, yeah. that's a lot of the work when yeah. you get a referral from yeah. a friend, you're like, then you have yeah. to call and they're not. And they're like, well, maybe this yeah. person is yeah. totally that, that calendar feature. When I saw that, I was like, Oh yeah. damn. So I'm working, <laughs> you know, as, as, um, uh, diversify the stage and, and really helping and, and making sure that they stay accountable with the diversity of population. We want this to be an all inclusive space. What happens often with a lot of databases like this is it becomes weighed by one community. And then we find out that Mm -hmm. we're not hitting these other communities or they don't know about these resources, things like that. That's why we're really working with, you know, organizations like, you know, Sound Girls and She Is a Music to, you know, get it out there. Like, you can still do our individual things and support our communities and have our narrow, you know, our narrowly focused things. Like, if we only want to focus on women, y'all can still do that. We're not taking that away from that database whatsoever. What we do want to create is a connection. So say if there is a young person that wants to be a part of Sound Girls, and they're on Never Famous. We have that resource link, you know. So we're really trying yeah. to create it, you know, create a space that is all inclusive, that we're able to, you know, give resources where needed, um, and make it easier to find new talent, you know, because what happens yeah. when you're only hiring the seven people that you know? 
You're late. There's a whole other world out there. You could be yeah. missing out on some amazing yeah. person yeah. that you don't exactly. know. You don't know. Exactly. So it's really widening the net of referrals. It's widening the net of opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I really loved it because of the fact that Jerome and I have very similar careers in the aspect of we work with a lot of alternative artists. You know, we kind of come from that like rock, rock and roll space. And I feel like that needs the most help, you know, as far as diversity is concerned. Um, at least that's been my experience in my 20 year career. And, you know, he's got more legs than his, you know what I'm saying? Like he's older than me, you know, so he's seen a lot more, um, and, and, and respect to even being a tour manager, but he had wonderful support behind him. So it's a big part of it is the support and creating a support community and us collectively coming together to pool our resources, you know? Yeah. It, I know, pers- I mean, from personal experience, and that's how I, why I joined mm-hmm. Soundgirls, that it means so much to you. Like to me, as a, when I was a young person learning it, it meant so much to meet someone else who looked like me doing the yeah. job I wanted to do. And that representation is why we're like, fuck yeah, we're going to interview anybody who has their own niche thing because it's important. It's important for people to see that and just be like, oh, oh, that person's like me and they do this really cool thing. Let's find out more about it. And I, I mean, that's why we're here doing what we do. Do you feel feel safer asking the the questions that need to be asked to so that you can learn from someone who looks like you, who has a background that's similar to yours, and can understand the perspective that you're coming from? There's just nothing like that kind of sense of security and safety. Yeah, the camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, it's like I have this mm-hmm. question that that I might feel is stupid or simplistic or like really basic, and I might be scared to ask it. But I could go to someone that I relate to, and yeah. who you know who looks like me, who has done yeah. the things that I'm trying to do with my background, and I can feel safe asking them, and I don't. I'm not going to yeah. feel attacked or judged for it. And that exactly. Yeah, and it that is probably not the case for everybody like I mean I certainly know people who don't look like me that I feel safe going to but yeah for that first yeah. for the first couple of years when I was learning and I, I'm still learning but there's just that degree of safety there you yeah know? absolutely especially you know um when we're just looking at ourselves as women <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I mean you know thank god I'm in a band with five individuals that are just grown-ups mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yes. yeah with mm-hmm. wives and children and you know and even then sometimes it's still kind of like the 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 venus meets mars language like oh sure you know, are you yeah. gonna the same planet as me right now <laughs> doesn't even make sense you know yeah you still have that you have that moment but you know we have yeah. i i mean go for it we're not looking for um it's not that I don't want to learn from yeah, other of people. Of course not. Like my mentors were men that were yeah. amazing and so smart. And so please, no one think that oh, we're gosh, discounting no, that no, at, at all. all. Yes, but, we are. No, when you're, <laughs> no, no, we're not. When you're a little we're kid not. though, you know, when you're a kid growing up and you're, you're exploring like, what the hell am I going to be yeah. when I grow up? I think, you know, it matters to see different well, things. I mean, we and could really, I, I love 
sharing yeah, I mean, that we stuff. We could really put it if it if it were completely reversed and it was a female, you know, dominated industry, and there yeah. were one of ten. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like one yeah. man yeah. for every ten women in the room. This would be a very different conversation. We'd have the same conversation about diversity. So it's it's really yeah. making sure that that's you know I I feel like communities and teams thrive when they have various perspectives. You know, yeah. You don't get that like echo chamber yeah. of just the same thing. Yeah. Over and over again, you, you get someone else's perspective. Yeah. That's important, and you know that's that's really what I. I really hope to accomplish with Diversify the Stage is that understanding. I mean, most people know already, you know, that it's... What was, what, like, in, I read about, I read your yeah. article and I read what inspired you, but what was your final, like, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to do it. Um, just feeling like I was sitting on my hands. And I had a great conversation with uh, Mark Oglesby, it was amazing tour manager I met when we toured with uh, One Republic. He's their tour manager. And, you know, I called him up and I said, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while. And uh, here's my perspective. And do you see that too? You know, as far as, as I know that you hire and you do things like that, but is it just a rock thing? Like, am I... You know, would I see this in any other outfit? You know what I'm saying? And he's like, mm -hmm. no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And he apologized, you know, for him. He's like, I know now that I'm, I need to be doing more. Like I could be doing more. Like he's always just, you know, like he's hired, he hires women, he thinks things like that. But when we're talking about the, you know, cultural diversity and, and, uh, you know, as it, as it relates to different ethnicities within crews and things like that, you know, he, he stated, he's like, it's important for me to do better. I need to do better personally, you know, and he introduced me to a ton of people. He introduced me to Malcolm Weldon, who introduced me to Jerome, you know, who had come up in several conversations. I called my girlfriend, Jenny Song, who's Depeche Mode's tour manager and, She's a beast anyway, you know, Asian woman. She's, she's fire. I love her, you know, and she, she was talking about Jerome and never famous. And, you know, I talked to my managers and talked to my tour manager. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's, it's hard, you know, cause what they, you know, what they do is they put out the, they we need somebody, you know, put the fillers yeah. out and then they get whoever responds. And that's really how it happens. So unless somebody, you know, we've been reach, doing outreach to black folk and to Latinos and, and things like that. And they're just like, nah, we're not filling fits in the tantrums. We're good. You know, anything, you know, can, can really happen. But it was the idea of creating an infrastructure, creating a centralized infrastructure was really important uh to to get involved in this in some way you know creating the technology that could help bridge the gap you know because yeah in my findings and all my conversations i had a great conversation with this guy pete beetle who's mp mpb uh securities which they consult for all of the major events i mean private security for charlie puth and 
you know, they started in Kansas and they're one of the largest, you know, security consultant companies in the, in the country. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was saying it really comes down to like the artists really getting involved and having, you know, a voice like yours be a part of the discussion is going to take it further. It's really going to help yeah. us out because a lot of us have been working towards this for a long time. But unless it starts with the artists and the artists start advocating for it, nothing really changes. If you're not explicit in your vision, if you're not creating accountability measures within your team, nine times out of 10, they'll say that they tried and then they don't. So create measures that will make sure that they are walking the walk. And if they are not, then you have that conversation about who their replacement's going to be, you know? Yeah. Um, so he, he's one of the reasons why I moved forward with doing it. Pete Beadle was having that conversation with Pete Beadle, who I also met through Marco, was the, the probably the nail in the, the car. I was like, okay, I got to do this. Like, I have to be the one to bring it to the table versus just talking about it with me because it could have ended just easily ended with fits in the tantrums. And this is what our goals are going to be. But I felt like there was more yeah. there. And the more people I kept talking to, and then I had the conversation with Nas about it. And then the music forward, you know, opportunity came up. And then I was like, well, let me get X, Y, and Z involved. Cause I just had a conversation with her. They're, they're the same focus. Let's go, you know? So I started connecting the dots and it just made it into a bigger thing, you know? And since then I'm like, if you look at the endorse, I just actually updated the endorsement yeah. list this morning on the website. I'm looking at your, the community on yeah. the website on uh, diversifythestage.org. You can literally see people... Yeah their names, where they're from, who are endorsing yeah. this initiative, which is Which amazing. was what I wanted. You know, I told everybody when I started doing the endorsements list, I was like, listen, I'm not going to put your logo. I really want to know. I want people to know who's supporting this. Your voice needs to be yeah. heard just as much as mine, right? So if we're all talking about this and working together and you're down and you want to be a, a partner or whatever that looks like for you, then let's put it on, put it on the page. Otherwise, then, then you're, then, then you're accountable, you're accountable right? right? Let's yeah. So then you're like, for it. Hey, I saw your name on there. Like, what yeah. are you doing? And it may not be anything right now at this moment, but the fact that they are supporting it and that they're spreading the word. I mean, the yep. whole idea right now is getting it far and wide. Use your networks. Mm -hmm. Talk about never famous. Talk about roadies of color. Talk about sound girls. Give, you know, I got Cam on board now. Amazing country music artist to help me get into the country world. She's you know? incredible. And how and fun is fantastic. it to see people that you yeah. know on the list yeah. too? And feel like that, I know that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's perfect. So that's the, you know, it's like, it, it's the same practice. It's the referral practice. You know, you're going to see that on the resume our community of diversify the stage and the growing community and everybody who is going to walk the walk and do the work are welcome to add their name to that page, you know, but you got to know I'm going to call on you. You know, I got 25 young women of color right now that are about to go through a two month process with me and some incredible industry professionals to learn more about live and to learn more about areas of the music industry. And I'm going to need places for them to go at the end of this. I'm going to need mentors to support them at the end of this. 
So I'm going to have an ask. So if you're planning on being on my roll call sheet, you can't tell me no when it's time to play ball. Mm-hmm. You know? I love that you have that accountability just built in right there. Like these are the conditions for being a part of this very important cause and initiative. Yeah. And this is the only way that we're going to be able to move forward. And it's a really productive way of moving forward because you are providing yeah. qualified educated well-trained people that are ready to go and yeah you're just asking like hey if you want to be a part of this give them a place to go and we and i'll provide you the the qualified person to do it yeah that's awesome that's fantastic and it's gonna you know we just started we just started just launched it when the new york times article came out although i've been doing the footwork for months it's still in its baby stage this is the first program this is the first series i'm doing we're going to get the model and the blueprint together so that I'm able to share this intel with other educational partners that will come on, you know, and fi- and, and make sure that we're creating pipelines and that it's, and, and, you know, I don't want to get over my head. You know, I'm looking at every single situation as I'm, I'm, I'm creating as a boutique plan, boutique plan until we can get it into the mall size, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, and, or, or people are doing it already and they're like, diversify the stage and, you know, endorse. Great. This is how many young people they got careers, you know, you know, added into the industry. This is what vendor supplier took them on. This is how well they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to do that. I had a conversation with another partner. She's like, well, you know, what if somebody still, I don't care. They do it right. They steal the idea and they do it better than me or they do it right. Fine. I don't care. Just mm-hmm. do something. Just do mm-hmm. something. You know, it can't, it cannot hurt to have more help. It can't exactly. hurt to have more people working towards the same positive thing. It's like, bring the it. More the merrier. As long as we're mm-hmm. all talking to each other, we just mm-hmm. got to talk to each other. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, up until now, it's been a lot of individual organizations doing this work on their own and it's harder yeah, it's harder to do your mm-hmm. grassroots organization. That is why Black Lives Matter is doing as well as it is. Because mm-hmm. they took that idea so many people jumped in and then just gave mm-hmm. them the blueprint to go on in the different cities and the different states that needed it. And that's why it's global. You can't do anything by yourself. It's very true. Mm hmm. So you mentioned the programming earlier yeah. for the Music Forward Foundation. Uh, it starts, which it starts this week. Yeah, so it's going to start until this week. So Music Forward in general. December? Yeah. So the master classes that are closed for the 25 young women that we chose to participate are closed. Mm-hmm. And they're running from October 30th, every Friday, basically, all the Fridays. October 30th, yeah. except for Thanksgiving. October 30th through December 18th. But this kickoff week I curated, I co-curated with the partners um, and we are doing, and this is part of Music Forge general program that started September 14th. Mm-hmm. So basically touring week is what I took over as the kickoff to di- diversify the stage. It's kind of like our special, you know, this is what we're trying to do. This is what it's going to look like. This is the model and the workshop mm-hmm. programs. And yeah, that'll be, um, that happens tomorrow, the 27th through October 29th. 
And can you still sign up yes. for it? Uh, throughout. Yeah. So the, okay. So the, the 25 is done. We've already picked all of that. So the master classes are yeah. out of, don't even think about this, but the, uh, the one that's starting tomorrow, it's open to anybody. Mm -hmm. So you have to do, there's an actual link I can share. Yeah. We'll have the link. Yeah. You'll have uh, the link in our, I'll make sure Brad sends them or, or Nas or somebody they're in our feed. Can't, <laughs> uh, they're in our, they're in our feed. Um, but yeah, that happens and you can just register and you'll get a Zoom link and you can go. I mean, there's going to be 13 to 22 year olds watching these panels and asking questions. And mm -hmm. it's very informative. It's very educational. Like they really, you know, Music Ford and the team over there are, are killing it as far as educating young people. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. That's amazing. Is there a plan? I am so happy to share it. Please yeah. do. Please <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. You can share that link that's in uh, Diversify the Stage. Um, there is a, a bit.ly link because we have assets now. We finished the assets. Ooh. Ooh. There's assets and there's a profile web page on uh, uh, Music Forward's website that should be going live now. I got to check my email with Nas. Um but yeah, it has the list of the young cohorts that are participating in the master classes and the master class speakers. And it's all great. You see the smile on my face. I'm, yeah. I'm really into this. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. This is an amazing initiative. And I think it's going to be a huge success. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. So yeah, anybody that wants to, you know, uh, apply for access to Never Famous, you can visit diversifythestage.org and fill out the form and just follow, answer the questions. If you want to be a member or, you know, recruitment partner, recruitment partner being tour managers and production managers, people that are hiring and uh, yeah, internships, partners. So there's a series of questions you'll be asked and somebody will reach out to you to get you what you need. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thank Noelle, you. for coming on our show and sharing this amazing initiative Thank with you for us. having me. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Sound Girls podcast. You can find out more information on the website, soundgirls.org. 